I'd like to introduce you to Publica by IAS, the award-winning CTV ad server trusted by some of the biggest streaming services and smart TV manufacturers globally. Publica helps a growing number of AVOD and FAST services to power their programmatic ad break decisioning via products including a unified auction, server-side ad insertion, and a demand-agnostic ad server built from the ground up around streaming. Head to getpublica.com to find out how they help CTV publishers to grow their advertising revenues and provide streaming audiences with linear-like TV ad break experiences. This week on Next in Media, I spoke to Kelly Metz. She's the Chief Investment Officer at OMD USA, and she's known as being one of the most outspoken media buyers in the industry. Kelly and I talked about whether Nielsen is winning or losing in the currency wars, and whether that even really matters anymore. Kelly also gave her take on the very tough linear TV market and whether TikTok or YouTube can finally capitalize. Lastly, Kelly and I discussed why gaming is moving so slowly as an ad vehicle. Lots to break down here, so let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Next in Media. My guest this week is Kelly Metzi. She's the Chief Investment Officer at OMD US. Hey, Kelly, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It's thrilling. I, it is thrilling. I, I feel that we're both thrilled to be here. Um, I want to talk to you about, you know, it's still, it's early February, you know, the year is in motion now, but I want to, we're at this interesting time where we have like, feels like the economy is in a pretty decent place. Some sectors in our industry are really booming, retail media, CTV, others is like a little bit sluggish. Uh, is it hard to take the temperature of the overall ad market right now? Like, what is your sense? How, how are things are things are trending? I think things are trending up, and I say that because there's a lot of enthusiasm, there's a lot of activity right now about the twenty four twenty five upfront. You are you are not wrong in terms of headwinds, in terms of uh, general feeling. This is an election year. There are a lot of things that are happening, but we're coming off a really big really big week in media where we had the largest Super Bowl audience ever and it really crossed all age groups. Yep. It got us out of NFL only audiences, which proves that the power of media and the power of major events and culture are still there. And I think uh has generated that has generated a lot of a lot of interest in how brands can participate more in culture and how they get involved. And media has to be a key component of that. So I do I do sense we're on the we're in the upswing. Perhaps I'm optimistic, but I, I think I think pragmatically, um, as as many of my counterparts in the marketplace would tell me, it's very rare that you have two years in a row uh, where you have negative marketplaces. So I think we are going to see uh, we are going to see some positivity in this marketplace. But that said, there's a lot of lot of things afoot. There's a lot more supply in the market. We had we had Amazon Prime Video enter, and the thing the game has changed. Yep, just like that, the game has changed. Just like that, boom. Yeah, no, you 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 make a great point about the Super Bowl being so massive. It, it made me long for more. We, we're, you know, there's a lot of talk about the monoculture is over, and you know, we're we're not going to all watch the same things. I, I I miss that a little bit. I think that's folks folks in the media business miss that. I, I think that's promising for the way things are headed. On that note, well, there's, there's, like you said, there's a lot going on here. What, what's kind of like the most pressing issue for your clients right now? Well, I think this year is there's so much change happening in 2024. You know, obviously everyone's talking about what happens when cookies go away. Finally, what does that mean for the performance marketplace? What does that mean for how they think about um, their current metrics and what they're doing in the market? And what's interesting is this is probably the biggest question the industry faces is how do you balance brand and performance or brand and demand as 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 we like to think about it here and i think pragmatically everything is shifting in terms of 
how you're going to approach measurement frameworks, how you're going to hold media accountable, how you're going to balance organic and paid, because they all have to work together in order to break through in culture right now. And actually, if you go back to the Super Bowl and you think about the brands that we worked with that really killed it in the Super Bowl, they didn't just have a Super Bowl ad. They had a buildup. They had a stunt. They had a lot of components going on for that campaign across every single media channel to really drive the cultural impact and the cultural discussion, which is why it was ultimately so successful. It was using that event and that broad cultural moment across every single channel that really created the resonance and the buzz for them. And, you know, those are those are those are those opportunities to balance that that brand and demand aspect of your business and make sure that you're reaching out and participating in culture in really positive ways. And I know I'm speaking, of course, the biggest media event of the year, but there are opportunities to do that on a smaller scale that are really where our industry is going to thrive and where we're going to where we're going to reach um, the right amount of, of our audience that that are currently unexplored right now because we've been so dependent on cookies and retargeting and these lower funnel tactics that look good, but ultimately don't perform over the long term for brands. Um, they don't create a sustainable brand ethos in the marketplace for their consumer. So I think I think pragmatically that's that's the conversation. Like we're dealing with these technical challenges, we're dealing with these marketplace challenges, but we're also dealing with cultural change and you know, consumers are evolving. And and in order to meet all of those different challenges, we have to we have to go back ironically to the basics. We have to remember why marketing is successful. And it's because you actually have a brand core that resonates with your core audience and then emanates out into culture in many, many different ways. That's probably the hottest conversation right now, internally and externally with all of our clients is looking at what happened at the Super Bowl, looking at what those opportunities are, how do you bring it all together and make that big impact so that you're driving both brand awareness and long-term brand performance, but also driving demand and performance in, in near term. And I think that that's, that's the single biggest issue in 2024 that's going to be the topic, honestly. And when we're, we're, we're building the right solutions and the right teams to really address that, and cookie lists and all the things we've been talking about for years on the digital side are finally making this conversation the conversation because a lot of that a lot of that dependency on performance is literally going to break that 30 day look back on cookies gone baby gone so it's really um why well, I'm someone who fundamentally embraces change uh, so if you look at where we go next i think this is a net positive for industry i think it's a net positive for brands over time because they are going to be looking at real metrics we all talk about outcomes we're going to be talking about real outcomes not cookie-based outcomes we're going to be talking about actual bottom line sales metrics in terms of driving our optimization decisions and how we think about media planning this is this is going to force us into much better behavior as an industry and Obviously, as a representative of Omnicom, I know we're going to get there first because we've been thinking long and hard about these solutions for so long, both from the technical and tactical perspective. But really, if I look at our leadership team and the people we put in place, like Chrissy Hansen at OMD, we put a strategist in charge because we knew it was going to be bigger, bolder, broader channel. How do you make a cultural impact? These were going to be the challenges that our portfolio brands were really going to be facing. And we really feel like embracing this change is going to be a net positive for, for everyone that we work with. And we're really actually, in case you can't tell, 
pretty excited to have these conversations with all of our clients and, and talk about how we get very specific for their business in terms of how we move it forward, facing all of these changes in the marketplace. Catches up uh, on the, on the we've, there's been so much talk the last couple of years on the cu- currency wars, right? And I don't know, is, is it me? Has it fizzled out a little bit or is it just getting quieter? Like, or, or you know, the, it's from the from afar, it feels like Nielsen's still very relevant. You know, some of the other companies are going through some changes. I don't have a sense of where things are right now. Nielsen's relevancy is the rele- relevancy of linear television. Uh-huh. So if you are a brand that still very much depends on linear television and there are huge categories that you work with that do like pharma, Nielsen's still very relevant. Why? Because that's still the standard currency. It's it's what the majority of the industry purchased on last year. Right. And it's what the majority of the industry will purchase on this year. For those brands that have evolved into a more addressable strategy, uh, you know, categories that have been further along in developing measurement frameworks and true attribution and understanding their bottom line and some of those how to balance those brand and demand metrics, for those brands it is less relevant. And it is because they have already evolved into a situation where they're not focused on broad demos, where they're focused on a core audience, and then they're perfectly happy to have spillover and reach additional people. But they know what their core is, and they know how it impacts their bottom line. So it really is it really is a question of how it, how, how is Nielsen important for your client and thinking about how you manage that from a cost efficiency perspective. From, from our perspective at Omnicom, we've been on the currency evolution track for quite some time. And a lot of our clients that used to be squarely in that, I, brought, I buy demographics and I buy broadly and see impact, they, they, they've, they've really evolved already. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, we still have, you know, we still have some that are very much, you know, linear first, but those are, those are now not the rule. They're kind of the exception. So I think from a currency perspective, that's kind of why you've seen the uh, the conversation shift a little bit from this is the most important thing we can talk about as an industry to is this really that important? Because if you look at the media channels that are on offer and the cross-platform measurement initiatives and everything that you're doing, clients really have to come up with the right framework for their own business, particularly in these times. Right. And we help them do that by looking at how we need to show up how we need to show up in culture, how does that align with channels, how does that tie back to their core brand ethos. We're really focused on making sure that it's brand and performance, not brand or performance, to really make sure that we've got the healthiest mix going. And that honestly is not measured by Nielsen. They're not good at attribution. They have not evolved um, in that space. Can they get good? Can they get there? Is it like can it send these new the new products they're bringing out get you to that place or you're not you're not sure? Well, with their with their big data set, yes, because they now actually have something larger than a small panel, right? They actually have a much larger right. data set to match to, so they should play in that space. But they're still very much behind other players there. So I think I think pragmatically, you know, that's that's probably why you're not hearing as much focus on the currency topic yeah. versus now you're going to see people. And companies almost all in on how are we really measuring outcomes? How are we really standing up yep. broader capabilities beyond this currency conversation that that really that really drives how we're thinking about media and operating in media and the different channels going forward? I think that's that's probably the fundamental shift. And if we're going to really call it out, there have also been some significant executive changes 
across our industry. Yep. That have impacted yeah, the, the folks that were really pushing the currency wars are not the same. Are folks not the anymore. same yeah. folks anymore. So, and that has an impact as well. Uh, so, I think, I think you also actually saw Nielsen in many ways step up and do things differently to try to address some of the challenges they were facing. So it's really a combination of you know, in typical fashion in media, it's never just one thing. It's all it's all yep. of these things working in concert to really shift the conversation. And honestly, I'm happy the conversation has shifted. We needed to be talking more about things that are relevant to clients like brand versus demand and how you think about the mix versus what currency are you going to transact on, which really doesn't yeah, help yeah. the client do much except get some sort of cost efficiency. Yeah, when they're trying to drive revenue and they're worried about, worried about their business. Uh, on that note, you, you like with, with CTV, obviously we've seen advertising, the availability of advertising really explode and, there's, and it's like there's, there's so much... It's an exciting space. There's so much hope that it can it kind of bridge the worlds of digital and television, like the brand and demand thing you're describing. But I, I wonder if if you were if if that's if you think that we're there, getting there, and if that's going if we could go overboard and make TV too performance driven. I think you 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 really hit it with that, which is how do you how do you find the balance? How do you find the right mix? Uh, and obviously, you know, I am a firm believer in. The television device, the smart television device that exists today has been underutilized by our industry in terms of its capabilities and what we can leverage. And I think you'll see a lot of press and announcements, particularly from us in concert with partners, about about pilots and tests on new ad units, on shopability, on how we find that balance, on what we're doing in the connected television space. Because pragmatically, you know, where were we? Oh, we're at QR codes. But realistically, if you look, if you look at what Amazon's doing just within their own environment, they're looking at, at brand and truly connected commerce. How do you connect brand all the way to yeah. performance on one platform with one partner? And that's, that's going to put a lot of pressure on everyone else to do the same. Everyone's got to up their game. To, to, Everyone's got to up their game. And that's why we think, and obviously Amazon's a great partner, but you need more than Amazon to be successful in this world. So uh, I think pragmatically, that's where we come in and we help our clients navigate that and create frameworks and operation models that really, really help them focus on connecting that entire funnel. Or if you, if you really want to call it a funnel still, I mean, we know it's more of a journey than a funnel. People don't just fall out the bottom anymore um, and never come back, right? It's just constantly fluid. And I think that, that the... The, the realities of that and the impact on our clients' business is, is where we're really sitting at the table with them and figuring out how we're going to make that all work. Uh, and, and for some clients, it has, we have already seen a ton of success um, in terms of finding that balance and what we're really going to do and how we're going to leverage connected television in concert with everything we're doing in social, both paid and organic, and everything we're going to do with influencer um, and creator. So I think I think there are clients that are doing it really, really well today, and there are clients that are still starting on that journey. And if you look at at who we're talking to and a lot of the business that's up for grabs right now, they're the clients that are starting to rethink and reimagine where they need to be yeah. and what they need to be doing to sustain themselves. And that's- Yeah, that's why they're up for grabs at this moment. That's probably. why they're up for grabs, is you you have to be able to deliver that at this point in time. Okay, well, let's talk about specific couple of specific players. You mentioned Amazon. I want to ask about that there. What's, what do you think- What's Netflix's impact on the market been so far? And then maybe how would you contrast that with, with Amazon just kind of flipping the switch recently and make, 
opening Prime Video up to, to advertising on mass scale. The the impacts on the impact on Netflix so far is is a renewed interest from advertisers in television, honestly, in larger format, large reach capacity. The challenge with Netflix is that they're they're still growing the advertising base. So they, they still yeah. are relatively small. But they they reinvigorated interest from advertisers and in, in getting in there, right? Where you had seen advertisers maybe pull spend because it was too expensive expensive and connected television and move to other channels. Yeah. You're seeing renewed interest in this channel because Netflix came in and then Amazon Prime Video came in. And now it's it's not just about those who were advertising on linear. It's about net new digital only advertisers expanding their footprint in television, thinking about Interesting. thinking about television differently. So I, I, I applaud that because it really has created a lot more interest. Now now it's about execution and 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 getting clients into that balance of how am I ba- how am I balancing truly what is long term brand and what is going to drive my long term success with my short term needs to be in market and making sure that I'm that I'm driving that incremental sales business through media that I need to be driving. So I think that all of all of these things. Um, all of these things are net positive for our industry, but it again, it's all going to come back to the client and how we help them navigate that landscape now. Because sometimes you really shouldn't be spending on a high CPM medium if it's not really going to drive some sort of near-term performance. That's just reality. Yeah. Um, so I think I think pragmatically, it's been fabulous for the industry. Generated a lot of client interest. And now, and now we need to ground ourselves once again in the fundamentals of what we need to do for clients, which is constantly balancing brand and demand. So we're always thinking about long-term and short-term and making sure that they're going to be successful in the next month and in the next three years, because that's right. how we sustain and that's how we sustain their business and grow that business. So it's really, again, marketing fundamentals now operating in a much more complex, disparate marketplace, which from my perspective, huge opportunity, huge opportunity for our clients that want to lean in and test and grow. Um, but honestly, pretty damn scary for some brands that have been reluctant to evolve. Yeah, it's not, no, none of it is, it is, it's an unfamiliar space for, for if you've been doing things the same way for a long time, it's got to be challenging. Speaking of changes like that, they were, they were talking about and trying to embrace that what do you, how do you make you know the, the the big TV companies are going through a lot of change right now and and they, their earnings have been it's showing up in their earnings that their ad sales have been down a little bit they're all trying to embrace advanced advertising in some way or another with you know more targeting clean rooms data driven linear all that stuff how is that in your mind is it moving the needle is it resonating where do, where do they have to go so I think I think there's been so much innovation in the past two years in this space and now we're moving from innovation to maturity, and that means scale. So we talked a lot about things that were in alpha or beta or pilots, but now we're actually seeing the dollars flow. Now, unfortunately for a lot of the entertainment space, you know, they, they've, they've suffered because investing in that innova- innovation really is long-term, and they needed to meet short-term Wall Street uh-huh. goals. So as a result, yep. you've seen a lot of consolidation, particularly on the content production side. I mean, if you look at what just happened uh, this week um, at a very large partner, a lot of the consolidation and the reduction in force was around duplication of roles across content groups. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yep. And you know, for for every talented producer that suffered in that moment, 
there will be new opportunities for them in new spaces, maybe not in traditional media, but maybe as, you know, as a small studio pushing to distribution points like YouTube. So the interesting thing is the need for high quality content and great storytelling will always be there. It's the distribution and the channels and how we went to market is fundamentally changing. And that's why staying ahead of the curve and evolving and constantly being in that, this may seem ridiculous right now, but maybe I should test that. Maybe I should understand that is a mindset that you kind of have to embrace. Yeah, yeah. Where do you, shifting gears a little bit, where do you put YouTube in this mix? Yeah, they've fought really hard to prove that they belong on the TV playing field and and so much of their consumption is on television. And I wonder, but, you know, but they've got, you know, they've got their own issues with varied quality of content and things like that. Where, where do you put them in this mix? And I wonder if you're starting to look at some of the bigger creators there, almost like mini TV network, because they have such big audiences with, and they are pretty consistent. How do you look at that space? We look at it exactly as you've described. I mean, there is some, there's some great programming that we need to embrace because the audience is huge on behalf of our clients. YouTube is an excellent distribution platform with extremely broad reach and a huge percentage of CTV viewership. I think the nuance is how you get there. How do you buy that? How do you buy that the most efficiently? Uh-huh. And there's so many different ways to buy YouTube, honestly. And it's not necessarily yeah. all through, well, it is all through Google Pathways because it's their technology platform at the end of the day. But it's not, from a direct perspective, it's not necessarily all through the YouTube sales team. We can buy from a variety of different MCNs. You know, if you just think about one of the largest MCMs on YouTube, Vivo, we ha- we yep. have a direct relationship with Vivo because we have to because it's massive. It's massive scale. They have massive reach, and who doesn't love music? So I mean, yep. Pragmatically, the, the the YouTube is a distribution platform that we have to pay attention to because it's so essential. You know, YouTube as a, a media entity, massive. Uh, we we pay a lot of attention. We've incorporated them into our planning tools because they are so important to the plans. Um, but we ha- we have to lose sight that it's originally they democratize content creation. It it moved it out of the Hollywood yes. system and into everyone's homes in terms of what they could build, and that's what we have to stay in touch with. Which is why we are so focused on partnering with them to really understand data that informs how we find those up and coming creators so that we can partner with them and leverage them in that brand context to tell great stories together. Because that's probably the hardest thing right now in media is taking advantage of that. Yeah, because the, it's so fragmented. The data is all over the place. It's so fragmented. And and quite frankly, when they become Mr. Beast, they're just as expensive as anything yeah, else. It's almost already too late to, yeah, you want to catch them before they do. The real opportunity for brands is in that up and comer. So that's, that's, really, that's really our focus and, and what we think about um, in terms of so contrast that with TikTok. I wonder what you do with TikTok because I, I don't know if, if there isn't, doesn't seem to be a consensus that that kind of video delivery and consumption is the same as television or equivalent. Others think it is. And I don't, I don't know if it works in the models that you were talking about or if it belongs in a social video bucket. Like, what do you do with that uh, with that platform? Well, TikTok, well, it hasn't been around as long, right? So they're not as mature in no. terms of their ad offering and what they're doing, but they absolutely have the ambition to be that. And they will get there. I mean, you look at consumption and where where people are going, TikTok is absolutely a player. And we do actually have uh, a creator solution called Creo that has unique technical capabilities to help uncover TikTok creators before they 
before they become so expensive that everyone wants to buy them. I mean, the joke is, sure, everyone wants to buy the Super Bowl. Everyone wants to buy something associated with Taylor Swift right now. Yep, yep. But that means the price point is not accessible for everyone. So really finding that that creator that ha- speaks to an audience that is really relevant to a brand, that's the sweet spot. And TikTok's really leaning in there with us to help our clients be there in that moment in a brand safe way. And I think that's the key part of TikTok and some of these platforms is the brand safety piece. And and we have to remember that sure. that's what holds them back, right? That that we need to make sure that everything we're doing is on brand, meeting those brand guidelines and is held to the same standards that we would apply to television, honestly. Totally. Last one for me, Kelly. What do you this is a tough broad question, but where where are we? We've been talking about this for many years. Gaming is obviously humongous. There's, there are so many different ways for advertisers to get in, but it still seems like it's not where folks would have wanted it to be in terms of a serious ad vehicle collectively. What's your take on that? Well, the, one of the reasons why you haven't seen ads bloom in the gaming space is it's still pretty profitable on their own. Uh, they haven't been forced into advertising because the cost of production is so great that they need it as much as other channels. So that's one issue, right? It's just the pure economics of the situation. The second issue yep. is these are all closed platforms. So they do not have interoperable identity spines that would help us reach audiences we're trying to reach. They haven't developed the core infrastructure that you would want, right? If you're an advertiser trying to reach specific audiences. And that has also held it back in terms of demand and playing there. The other thing is the suitability of the content in the space. We still have the same issues in that space that we would in any other channel. And there are not a lot of great protections or brand safety components there. So there's a lot, there's still a lot of uh-huh. risk in that environment, which is holding demand back, honestly. Um, that said, yeah. we're still leaning in. Again, this is one of those things where you've got to test and you've got to learn and you've got to force the issue to see if this is a viable space to play in. And that's that's really where we are right now with a lot of our clients in that space. We are by no means ignoring it. We're testing because there isn't a lot of scale there. So we have to make sure that one, it is a safe environment, that it's actually working and doing the right things, and that ultimately it it fits the plan, that it actually meets the goal of our advertisers. And that's why you're still seeing everything happen there in a very much test and learn scenario, because these are very closed platform-based ecosystems. Will it take off? I think eventually it will. Um, I think the, you know we're all wondering with the Microsoft acquisition of, of yeah, Activision, sure. what that actually means in terms of advertising uh we know microsoft's still looking for a larger advertising play um so we're all we're all interesting interested in testing there and i think i think the opportunity for sponsorship is probably greater when you work with a property owner and you understand how it's being built and you understand how your integration is going to sit so that's where you're seeing the bulk of the time spent you know, that that will evolve over time. It's just still not, again, in its infancy, it's not very mature yet in terms of what we can actually do. Yeah, yeah, you, you could see a Microsoft alleviating some of your concerns if they do it the right way. Kelly, great stuff. Thanks so much. We could talk forever, but I want to let you go. But this is a terrific conversation. Thanks so much for your time here. My pleasure, anytime. A big thanks to my guest this week, Kelly Metz of OMD, and of course, my partners at Publica. If you like this week's episode, please take a moment to rate and leave a review. We have lots more to bring you, so be sure to hit that subscribe button. We'll see you next time for more on what's next in media.